Whatever. Oh, hey. <laughs> on episode 17. Woo! 17 of The Lowdown. We doing it. We here. We with it. Kaboom, boom, boom. <laughs> so, this episode, we are talking about PDA. Oh, hell. The Public dreaded of PDA. That's right. <laughs> It is dreaded. It does have a negative connotation attached, wouldn't you say? I would say yes. Just because the fact that you have to, like, give an acronym to something probably is not a good thing. Like, WTF, PDA. Do you know TMI. what I mean? <laughs> TMI, too much information, you know, tags, have a great summer when you really don't care about the person. <laughs> You know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'll never remember that? that exact acronym. Oh, there were so many. There were so many different types of sign-offs for yearbooks, and that was probably the least original, but also the biggest kind of dismissive stamp you could put on someone's whole damn school year. Like, yeah, it's real basic. Like you'd go up to like the guy that you had a crush on, and he would crush your dreams when he just wrote hags in your yearbook instead of like what you had hoped. <laughs> Which was, and, yeah, here's my number. No, I'm kidding. Synonymous with you hag. Have a great week. Yeah. So PDA, acronyms, public displays of affection. We should talk about, I guess, degrees of public displays of affection, location, type, experiences. Do you yeah. think that's fair? All sorts. All sorts. And I think a big a big thing for me when it comes to this subject is simply awareness and respectfulness. And none of it, I would like to start off by saying that none of, none of my view of PDA has anything to do with who or what the nature of the, uh, I guess, display is coming from. Um, It's simply about awareness of public and private space to me. We have to define those, the sort of boundaries and I know they vary from person to person okay so let's define public okay a public for me and I don't know if this will have any sort of dissenting opinion but public space and publicness I guess to me is um uh, spaces that everyone has an equal right to be in that ownership is not required to participate in um roads parks streets subways subways um even i I could you could even go into saying you know places that you don't pay to be in such as um like even like a a lobby or a bar or a commonly shared Mm -hmm. space a commonly shared space that no one has ownership over and that is not requiring uh yeah sort of yeah elevators yeah and um basically any place outside of a domestic setting where ownership is required and a certain license uh yeah is is required for you being in that place a shared a shared space okay so then you would say that inside your car on parked on a street or in a parking lot is not would not be considered pda if somebody happen chance saw said PDA as they were walking by. 
Um, actually, conversely, I would still categorize that as a public space situation only because a car is a vehicle and although it's an enclosed space, it's still, um, it's still by virtue of being something that exists outside in public spaces, um, is not necessarily too much of a barrier between the, the public space it exists in and, uh, I guess, yeah, like the, the apparatus it creates. So for me, your car right. is still, by all intents and purposes, a public space domain for me. Yeah, which is why if you get freaky in your car and the police see it, you know, they're going to, it's sus and they're just going to come after you and, and cite you. Yeah, fun fact. I didn't know this till I moved to the UK, but um, there, there's a term for that here called dogging, where it's the actual... Um, <laughs> Like, it's the actual, uh, I forget what we call it at home, but it's the, uh, it's like the act of being enamored with particularly hooking up in a car for the purpose of getting caught exhibitionist about it. Yeah. Dogging. Yeah. I don't really find that thrilling. Nah, I think it's also for me, um, car hookups are a logistical nightmare because it's quite cramped. I'm not very flexible. Um, there, there's often sweat involved where you can might throw out my back. <laughs> God forbid the airbag goes off. <laughs> there's just a lot of there's a lot of yeah. things that could go wrong. There's a lot of ligatures, yeah. a lot of pitfalls. Um, yeah. Confined spaces ain't too fun for me. Um, don't also call me boring, but hey ho. Um, <laughs> right, and so. Also, should we establish sort of um, what affection would mean? Because it's the other big part of the acronym. Um, how would you categorize affection, Z? Okay, affection can go anywhere from the benign, like, kiss on the cheek to, well, actually, I guess it can even go to hand-holding if you want to get real prude. Um, hand-holding, hugging, kissing, making out, um, and then I guess there's the aggressive, like, semi-dry humping in public thing, <laughs> which thankfully I've actually never witnessed anything that extreme, but also public displays of affection can also go into the realm of, like, the exhibitionist, like, sexual activities that happen maybe in parks or rooftops or, I don't know, in cars and back alleys and other grimy nasty places that people that people dream up to to get freaky in but i think that's the general range yeah what would you add to that no i think that's a quite that's quite a thorough jump off really you know um you kind of nailed everything that i would say um and definitely also groping like groping somebody oh yeah 100% just you know physical touch um, even, yeah, like you said, from the benign to, uh, the super, super, you know, simulatory and kind of showy, uh, you know, intimations toward intimate moments. Exactly. Yeah. So biggest question maybe to start off with is why, let's just make it personal real quick. See, why is PDA, um, why does that affect you and what kind of effect does it have on you? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think 
if, like for example if i'm sitting on the subway and you're right next to me and you're like making out like you're eating the other person's face I'm not really into that i <laughs> don't want to hear like the noises associated with it i don't want to look at it and you know what granted that person might be like well it's a free world you can look the other way you can move change seats or do whatever but it's like I feel like you should have some sense of decorum when you're in public and that that stuff goes under like the intimate category and doesn't need to be to be all out there for everyone to see. Yeah. Um, For me, I always I always try to be super pragmatic with stuff like this because I I try to relate things as simply as I can imagine it, you know, any other situation so when I think about intimacy and affection I think about I think about things that are related to the body that you also would that you'd usually initiate or perform in in private anyway like things things that have to do with the with physicality like I'm talking farting eating um (laughs) expelling I'll tell you why I'll tell you why you do certain things in private because you don't want to subject others or yourself to the reaction of um, these sorts of things. Um, so I guess I was trying to say for consideration or comfortability's sake, would you burp in front of someone else? Would you expel any sort of bodily function in front of other people and feel good about that? Would you chew loudly? Would you... Um, I don't know, like shave your armpits. Would you do stuff? <laughs> would you do? Would you do any of those things in public, knowing other people can see you enough to deal with that too? Me, I wouldn't. And I think the reason why I'm relating sort of stuff like that to this is because they're also quite deeply personal and bodily things that not a lot of people would elect to do in public if they could help it. And why I why I relate that to PDA is because you know, you usually engage with someone on that level, at least in my world, uh, when you're ready to share. Also, when you consider it something special uh, to share that with someone and allow that that person to invade your personal space and you're allowing someone to touch or, you know, enjoy you in a way that, um, you know, that, that doesn't, go with what you'd normally allow to happen just with anybody in public space so my thing is yeah kind of that it's like would I subject other people to a lot of the other things that have to do with my body in public space nah so that's kind of why I think it's the thing for me is like eh, you wouldn't do yeah you wouldn't do any of those other things if you weren't alone so why why is hooking up something that you're trying to do out in the public? I mean, I agree. And I also would have to say that it's okay to have certain levels of PDA. So holding hands is a normal thing. Look pat cheek, I think normal things. Even like even like normal kisses, normal things. So break it down, actually. Let's, let's chop it up super finely. Why would those things be viewed as acceptable? I think they're acceptable because I, like, first of all, like, I'm a generally physical person, so I do like to hold hands and 
show like displays of affection every now and then when I'm with the person, no matter if it's in public or in private. But making out is kind of not on that list because that's like it's heavy and I feel like people are looking at me and I don't want people looking at me. (laughs) So that's kind of where I would I would say I would draw the line. So maybe we could try to make it definitive in the sense that, okay, holding someone's hand, you are happy to claim them in public. You're happy with the symbol that that, I guess, reports to other people and what they can see of you when you're out in a public space. But maybe, you know, like tonsil hockey. Yeah, tonsil hockey on the subway at 9 a.m. ain't maybe the move. Um <laughs> Because it's, you know, because it's also, for me, it's not, it's not an innocuous um, display, that one. And display being the operative term, it is asking for attention. It's a symbol uh, to the public of, yes, how you feel about that person, but what are you really trying to prove when you, when you, you know, sort of subject others to the view of it is the thing. It's kind of like, what are you achieving and what are you trying to you know, kind of get your get across to others by doing so. I think that's important because you you can't really separate that, I think, from being in public with with kind of trying to show other people something. Yeah, I see um, your point there. That's for me, at least. It's like, I hold your hand because I'm glad, I'm proud to be out with you and I, I want you to feel connected to me and I, I'm glad people can see that. I'm not necessarily going to, suck your face off um as as a similar and parallel uh proclamation because i'm pretty sure it, it can be gathered by a handhold just the same that we'd be doing that you know in other in other moments yeah that's exactly it and also on the flip side like what if you're dating somebody or seeing someone and like they didn't want to hold your hand or even accept any types of displays of affection in public like wouldn't that be yeah wouldn't that be um wouldn't that be weird yeah well actually it's a really good thing you the way you just phrased it is accept because it's it's a two-person thing right it's a two-way street so for instance have you ever had someone try to hold your hand in public and you did the old the old uh, houdini move where you kind of slip your hand out like oh shoot something's in my pocket hello like (laughs) <laughs> I need that hand free. Um, I know I have. I've definitely. Like, oh shoot! I think I have a one dollar coin in my pocket. Let me check. <laughs> Got that old Sacagawea the coin. Sacagawea coin. <laughs> yeah. Lewis and Clark are paging me. Excuse me. <laughs> um, I like I've I've done that, and I think I can say, either I I no actually full stop. I just didn't want to be claimed, and I didn't want the um. I didn't want that symbol associated with that person because I either didn't feel ready or didn't entirely want it. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, so what do you think about somebody trying to hold your hand on the first date? Oh, shut that shit down. Shut it down? Even You know what? Even if I'm feeling you like that and you try to hold my hand, I'm the way I am with my physicality in, in regards to others is... Um, I'm very affectionate if I decide and elect that I like you. And especially in a friend context, 
um, I'm a hugger. In England, I have to like pre-warn British people that I'm going to hug them because you know they, they get a little jumpy. Um, yeah, but... they're cold, right? <laughs> they're trained. No, and the and... same thing with Greek. Well, Greeks aren't cold, but like to hug a Greek person in Greece is like kind of weird, and mm-hmm. it's considered way more intimate than doing the the old like kiss on each side of the cheek, which is like from a pure physical perspective, you're like, well, I'm actually like on their face and like kissing their cheek <laughs> on both sides not just one time and it's like that scene is like Americans would view that as more physical than hugging somebody but it's viewed as like the opposite and it's yeah. kind of just a weird greeting in, yeah you know in social, social norms and, and social conditioning these are all super important things to bear in mind you know and I think for me even even if I decide that I like you even if I decide I'm attracted to you it's it's for me kind of a, a time dependent uh, factor where I I do take an age to warm up to someone and decide that I not only trust them like I'm not like afraid to hold your hand because I'm worried it's more that <laughs> I it's more that I also know what it, it's going to mean to um to the person that I allow that to I guess go down with even on a very simple and like super not big deal level I I just like I'm like this ain't, you know, this ain't something that I'm trying to do with you. No. I also yeah, like I it. agree. Because you know what? If I'm, like, really feeling the person, if I'm really feeling the person, like, I'll let, I'll, I'll let them hold my hand. And it depends okay. on the context. It's like, are they holding your hand walking down the street? Are they holding your hand when you're at dinner and they kind of, like, reach over and they, like, want to make a point about something and they, like, hold your hand? You know, like, it could be an intimate, like, sweet thing for somebody to do. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's all really about your your levels of comfortability. And another thing, just because I'm so used to being on my own and single, I kind of am like, yo, I'm not trying to, like, cut off all my uh, my options right now. Even though I'm out with you and it's a first date and it's going okay, like, if I'm at a bar, you ain't holding my hand. You don't, you don't own this. Come on, I'm, I'm actually a free agent still, so back up. Oh, yeah, not at a bar, no. Hell no, that's that's social suicide. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Um, what about so? Let's let's push it up then. Kind of uh, getting into maybe kisses on the cheek or like hand on the bum or I don't know, like arm around you. Even how we feel about that? Yeah. Again, it depends. Are we talking about first date? Are we talking um, about your boo? No, before you know someone, I think before you before you really know someone like that. Yeah, putting the arm around me. Um, generally, no. I have to be, like, really, really, really feeling you if if the date's going, like, perfectly and amazingly well. And it's brief. <laughs> like, it can't be for, like, ever. You know what I mean? No, I know. I feel stifled super easily. Also, actually, going back to the hand-holding thing, I am prone to, like, sweaty palms, and it's just <laughs> not a good look. So I know my lane. Like, I'm not trying to put myself in that situation or the person I'm with. Like, you, you got to know. We got a time limit on this. If it's cold in the dead of winter and we go to damn Winter Wonderland or something for some, like, hot cocoa, we got about, like, 10 seconds before this gets clammy. So <laughs> unless I'm, like, out in the air. It's, like, coming dinner. straight out of the bathroom with the-, the air dryer. Now we're good. After 10 minutes, we're not. If we have a strong headwind and I can put my <laughs> hand at that angle where we get a bit of a draft between, we're good. No, but yeah. Um, and even when it comes to arm around and stuff like that, I've been on a date not long ago where obviously we were attracted to one another and it was one of those things where he was super alpha and wanted to 
again, was very concerned with making sure that other guys in the room that were looking at me and, and oh and, yes yeah making sure that people knew I was kind of like cordoned off and not available for anyone <laughs> else to approach mm-hmm. and it you know what was funny is because again because I'm used to representing myself in a public space it made me feel a bit uncomfortable and I, I actually spoke on it and said you know your body language right now is closing off everyone else in the room from doing anything apart from looking at me yeah. um what did and, he say fully acknowledged it and was quite quick to to corroborate my point which in some ways was okay but I was kind of like you'll have to understand that because I'm probably going to inch away from you because I don't really want that <laughs> he was yeah. like word he's like okay <laughs> but uh I don't know again like you said the the word accept is such a good a uh, good way to have put it earlier because it is uh, a two-way street with these sorts of things and it's um not always going to be the other person's desire to purport a certain thing uh to the other people that can see you that's right um but yeah so i mean i think also like z i don't know about you but let's talk about being subjected to it so apart from it sounds like we're both a bit on the same airing on the same side of caution when it comes to what we choose to show the world but like when i see other people kind of subjecting subjecting me to their freakiness and expression of love and what have you or attraction I kind of just see it as super distasteful and it's like the type of thing where I'm like y'all don't really know how to act do you like what for me it's kind of like you know it's it's cheesy I think it's It's, tacky I think it's kind of juvenile yeah it's like it's like you see that and you're like well that's cute I remember my first time at the bar you know what I mean (laughs) (laughs) You ever seen that girl that's way too drunk from happy hour and she's trying to be sexy and like put her booty on the guy's lap like at their table and like try to try to like move some shake some and you're like <laughs> yo they're still yeah, serving like- appetizers can you move your hand from the chicken skewers like you know, come on <laughs> yeah the thoughtific uh the thoughtific flow but yeah cuz well for me it, it just yeah, it's a display of not understanding or having consideration. You, you're either aware of it and you're not going to be considerate. You're choosing to be inconsiderate of everyone else sharing the public space with you. Or you don't have a clue, which sometimes looks even worse because it's just like, can't take you anywhere, huh? Like, know the time and place. So for me, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I just want people to do better, you know? Yeah, and also imagine if like you would all, you always go out to your favorite bar or your favorite lounge or whatever you're single and like every time you go there and you meet somebody you just end up making out with them and it's like you're known as that person that just <laughs> goes out and makes out with people at the same bar every weekend like what the heck is that just... <laughs> what in tarnation is that what in tarnation is that well z why why does it put you off to see other people get jiggy in public can you put a finger on why it's uncomfortable or why it annoys you? I don't know. I can't really I can't really pinpoint it. It's just like why do you find that necessary to do that? <laughs> just take a dad was do you think there's a difference between seeing PDA? Well, first of all, let me frame it this way. Have you ever seen, like, a really, really, really attractive couple go at it? Or is it usually, like, the dumpy people, like, making out (laughs) at the bar? 
Because I've never seen like a super attractive couple go at it like that. Even though I've been at places where there are very super attractive people around. I unfortunately think this is um, indiscriminate of looks and all comes down to taste. And I have seen really attractive people. And I actually, it's so funny you bring this up because I think it's, it's a bit of a played out and unfair thing that I've heard before. People are like, I mean, I don't mind if you're super hot and you make out in public, but like ugly people keep it to yourselves. <laughs> that is very unfair and also misses the point, the point entirely for me. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, like Eva Mendez and I don't know where her husband is, whatever. I just saw um, training day. That's why I said that. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I feel like it doesn't matter whether you're two tens getting, getting it going or, or, you know, like you said, two trash bags. It's kind of like, <laughs> I don't want to see this. I just don't. It makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel like I'm perving on you by even being subjected to the view. It makes me feel like a voyeur. Mm, I feel that's bit... the thing. You feel like a voyeur. Yeah, and it's. I'm not even choosing to. It's like, okay, I have to look the other way now, or if I do look at you, then you're going to get mad at me. It's kind of like no one can really win in this situation. So, yeah, girl, I have seen hot people do it and think that it's okay for them because they think they have a past because they're attractive, and I'm like, no, because I didn't buy tickets to this show, and I don't really want to be at your show. Um, <laughs> what about you, though? Like, so you, you, you haven't seen... Like, you think there's a discernment level that comes with how hot you are? Or <laughs> No, I think people make that distinction that people will say, like, because you're really attractive, you can get away with certain things or that you shouldn't do things if you're not that attractive. Um, yeah, and I think that's complete bullshit. And I think it's such a stupid thing to say. It actually pisses me off when people say that, you know? Ooh, <laughs> same as this. And this is something that will always... I think it always boils down, and I, I try not to be too reductive with things like this, but proof, uh, 100% proof of the fact that we still live in an era where you need, we need to break down the male gaze, and it's, it's so dominant over things. How many times have you heard dudes be like, well, I don't care if girls make, like, hot girls make out in public, but blah, blah. it's like, damn, okay, first of all, that means that you're corralling, you know, women you find attractive into your line of view because you think that you deserve, I don't know, like, because you watch Girls Gone Wild growing up or something, but also it's super disrespectful toward women who identify as attracted to other women. And also you're, you're intimating that it's for your own entertainment and, and kind of pleasure and, and subjecting, like I, I only have ever heard straight stupid dudes say something like that. Oh, where they're like on the lookout for like two, like two lesbian girls to possibly getting it, get it on at the bar or something. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that so many times. Or also That's so fratty. Like that's no, so frat yes. of a guy to say. You know what yeah. I mean? No, it is. And it's the same type of guys that used to you you like run into them at a party or on spring break and be like, Well, you and your friend can make out for a shot. It's like, well, conveniently I can afford my own liquor, so I don't really want to do that for you. And that's also yeah, I know it's super you know super backward and yeah and also i have i have enough where i can just buy a second shot and dump it in your face for saying (laughs) that enjoy throw a match your way as well yeah but don't you don't you find that unfortunately entertainment and media and definitely a lot of strains of even when you when it comes down to i guess like uh adults uh i guess media encourage looking at that and kind of commend women whether they identify a certain way or not for performing for the for the heterosexual male fantasy gaze 
Um, oh, absolutely. And and like the fact of two women making out has has been accepted within the like let's say in social media and movies and all that kind of stuff has been accepted within the realm of or the context of being entertainment for men mm-hmm. versus it being as a sign of affection between two people who are attracted to each other which is what it is at its at its core um but it's like it just otherwise would make people uncomfortable or make guys uncomfortable yeah and also like if it's considered like in not that context it's like oh yeah and it cheapens and commodifies and makes too specific the acceptance of gayness if you're going to put it that way like also, how often do you find, and again, it's, it's a heteronormative, usually male thing to say, sorry dudes all out there listening to this, but how many times have I heard a guy, a guy say, well, I don't care that other men are gay, just, you know, don't make out with your boyfriend in front of me. Right. Um, why the double standard, hun? What's the problem here? Are yeah. you worried that you'll get a boner? Like, what's the deal? Like, you can't <laughs> deal with it? Why oh my god, okay? speaking of guys and, and gay guys, I was at... Um... I was at this place in San Francisco this past weekend, like this alternative kind of like bar club rave place and had no idea what I'd expect. But there were tons of guys walking around in like assless, like <laughs> jock straps like, and nothing else. Like just that. Ooh, I that saw kind so of many gay ass cheeks last night. It was <laughs> unbelievable. And it was hilarious. Cheeks and they sleep. were just living their lives to the utmost, you know, fun degree. And it was hilarious. <laughs> so I don't know. I thought I saw it. it was funny because I'd never seen anything like that. First of all, I didn't even know that people were allowed to be walking around with their ass cheeks like that in a semi-public place. So super so interesting. Slow clap for you, San Francisco. And make it clap. You know what I mean? And like, making go it on. clap. Exactly. Butts are fun. Butts are super fun. That's actually interesting, though. So going to a place like this, we can talk about this. That was That's technically a zone where I'm sure that it's kind of, uh, at least in some ways, laid out beforehand for anyone choosing to be a visitor and occupying this space with others, that that's something that they might encounter. Oh, and yeah. are going there for the purpose of being alternative so and the pda the pda was just is just thrust upon you after (laughs) at at every turn you have to like matrix your way out of pdas like (laughs) happening in front of you if you really want to avoid them and so So. did you find that okay like why why in that context could you name why that context wasn't necessarily offensive compared to being at any other certain bar um well, you know what? I actually left like super early because I just didn't want to be there because it was a little bit too alternative for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like ravey techno music, which I hate. And I didn't expect that. So I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, this isn't really my scene. So I'm going to bounce, um, which I did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just like, um, I, no, I just because I was there, like I happened to go there. didn't Like if I knew it was going to be that kind of environment, I probably would have left just because it's like, a little too like crazy and wild um but yeah just there really was no distinction like I'm still not trying to see PDA although it was just funny because of like how people were dressed yeah it sounds it sounds cheeky (laughs) it was literally cheeky so cheeky okay (laughs) Sam Fran I see you there's stuff like that all over though right like you talk about I mean 
one of the more popularized and now it's becoming more mainstream clubs like that in, in London that's called Torture Gardens and you have to be dressed in fetish clothes to go in. Um, it's wow. not restrictive to your orientation. It's a very big mixed environment, but it's it's kind of considered now kind of on vogue to go and at least do it once, whether with a partner or a group of friends or what have you. And um, the guys, like my, my boy squad have definitely tried to get me to go before and I wasn't open to it because I didn't feel like I'd be safe and not in the sense that it, it's a respectful environment I've heard and it's actually quite fun and costumey and everyone's kind of there for the, whether they're seasoned or whether they're, you know, a novice. It's kind of you're there for the release of agreeing to go to a place where that's kind of the norm. But for me, um, I was trying to discuss this even with a guy that I'd been seeing a bit earlier in my year. He was like, well, I wouldn't want to go in that situation with you because even though you'd probably feel safer going with me like because you'd feel protected um I wouldn't want other people seeing you that way because and again like that's quite a controlling thing to say yeah but I kind of actually agreed with them because I was like right well you know this I don't choose in the way I live my life to uh, display myself and advertise you know certain things about my body whether I'm proud of them or not um there's certain yeah, you know, there's certain things that I feel are privileged territory when it comes to my body and how I relate to public space with my body. Yeah. So what kind of fetish was this? What kind of fetish clothing? Like, because um, there's a, that's of... a wide range, right? Because I've seen like the furries, the furries stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When people want to get in like mascot outfits and yeah, no, um, <laughs> yeah. it's it's any no, it's it's in any category of furry. I mean, a furry now that's in my head of fetish. of fetish clothing so it can range from that to I mean most people are going to go your typical route like they're going to go first floor of the sex shop like S&M leather bondage, yeah. length, leather um even like pasties and kind of a uh, latex uh lots of like I guess leashes and harnesses and <laughs> mesh um but no I'm I, it's a range I have friends that have gone and kind of put on whatever they feel you know is their fantasy and also they're like themed nights for more I guess of a, a first timer, like they'll have theme nights where it's like Alice in Wonderland or, you know, kind of like, or the, you know, the, the perverted version, version of the Mad Hatter's Tea Party type stuff. But um, I could I think that could be fun. Yeah. Thematizing it so that people feel a bit less uncomfortable or a bit less, you know, nervous coming yeah. into the environment. I mean, I think all people. It's like a slutty Halloween night every time you go. Yeah, which we all used to have to wait a whole year for, but now you don't have to. <laughs> now it's on demand. Yeah, but yeah. the furries thing, there's actually legit conventions for that. Like the what do you furries call it convention. again? The furries? Yeah, like what's the is that? Yeah, the they name? dress in like they dress in like these big like furry costumes, like little like teddy bears or like dogs and like other stuff. And big bird. Yeah, and they try to, like, hook up with each other, like, just in these costumes, and it's fucking bizarre, and I'm judging you for it, and I don't care, because <laughs> I think that's just kind of weird, and uh, <laughs> there are other conventions um, where I've seen, like, I think in Germany, there's, like, this pony convention where people, like, <laughs> pretend to be ponies, they pre- pretend to be horses, and they're, like, led around by their, like, master or whoever to, like, hop around in these costumes, and with, like, the whole muzzle thing on and oh my goodness it's just it's just like I, there's some what? type of brain damage that has been done to make you into this kind of stuff it's know. you know you got to be respectful of others and what their hearts desires are but some people i also feel genuinely they're that type of person that has to be super weird to feel unique and it's like 
do your thing, you know, and that's why these kind of niche groups and fetish, I guess, like affinity groups exist is because people want to feel like they can really express themselves. But sometimes I do think people convince themselves that they need that kind of, uh, and, well, the other thing is when you convince yourself that you need to be dressed like, you know, my little pony with a rainbow tat on your ass and like a blue pony, um, ponytail poking at your head, then you can't probably have normal sex and enjoy it. You know what I mean? So there are certain limitations that occur when you convince yourself that you have this kind of thing you do. And it's like, well, then are you barring yourself from enjoying normal engagements of intimacy on the fly when you like left your bridal at home by accident? Like <laughs> Your bridal, yeah. You know battle. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but not, I don't, like I don't mind. Like, I think it's good that people feel safe and free to, you know, get together. And because the internet, you know, people can create affinity groups and plan their little get togethers on the fly. And I think that's fantastic. But it's definitely, yeah, for me, it's kind of like, okay, what are you playing at? Like, there's still like some question marks that pop up along the way. Yeah, I got, I mean, I do have, I have myriad questions. And uh, maybe it's not even my place to ask them. But for me, I'll, yeah, I'll kind of leave, like, the saddle and jodhpurs out of it. Um, Same. The riding crops. No place (laughs) here. (laughs) Depends on who you ask for a crop. But, uh, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, what would you say is your takeaway point or hack about PDA? Like, yeah, life hack. Just keep it light. Keep it simple. You know, if it feels like it's the right moment for it, go for it. If not, don't just leave it alone. You know, guys don't have to, you don't have to hold her hand on the first date. You don't have to like try and like make out with her on the first date in public or like lay your claim right away, you know, but Mm -hmm. I think a little light, light PDA is fun and acceptable and cute in the right um, context where maybe there's not like too many people around, you know, Mm -hmm. That's my, that's my general um, life tip. Yeah. My my life hack would be like focus less on performing and more on finesse, you know, get yourself a bit of gameness about it. If you want to play that whole public space thing and it gets you excited to kind of, you know, get off with your partner in public, try to focus on honing your finesse and like getting away with stuff. And as opposed to putting on a show, I think that makes it a lot more fun and sexy. So that's my little tip is, uh, Get you some, uh, get you some finesse. Oh, I like that one. I like yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> On that uh, sexy Sunday note. <laughs> <laughs> Go um, listen to Finesse by Drake. That's like one of my favorite songs on that album. Hey, yeah. Big plug, big plug. This, this, uh, actually, yes. <laughs> this episode, great point to bring up, Z. This episode is brought to you by Scorpion. Um, thank you, Drake and OVO Music, OVO Sound, <laughs> for sponsoring the lowdown. We really appreciate you. Thanks for following us on Instagram at officially the lowdown. <laughs> and thanks for um, wiring us them funds to keep this show going. We appreciate you, Aubrey. I love the props. I love them. Yeah, gotta give props where they're due. Um, Till next time, girl. Keep it, uh, keep it slick and keep it sexy, eh? Likewise. Talk to you <laughs> later.